Welcome back to Harry and Dean's Five Faves. I'm Dean. I'm Harry. And in today's bonus episode, we're going to be talking about Dead and Company announcing their residency at the Sphere. Wow. This is this is huge stuff. Pretty big news. Pretty big, but uh, we, we also have a bunch of other exciting music topics uh, to chat about, so uh, we, we will discuss some other things too, but Dead and Co. at the Sphere, it's... That's the biggie. And Harry, how do you feel about this? <sighs> Dean, I I have a lot of mixed opinions. First of all, I mean, they're kind of playing with our emotions here. You know, like the final tour, it was announced, sure. And like you go to that. And I guess the like the idea is in your head is that this is going to be your final time seeing the show. Like that's kind of the assumption. Exactly. You know. Is like, yeah. okay, this is the final tour. This is the last time I'm going to get to see them. And I've actually, the two times prior to the final tour that I saw them, I was told both times, like, through some insider info or whatever, that this was going to be the last tour twice. So it was like me saying goodbye to this band for the third time is kind of how it felt. And, uh, but this time I knew, like, we were really saying goodbye. So I was confident in that. And now all of a sudden they're back at the sphere, but I guess they didn't lie since they're doing a residency. They're like, haha, no, we're doing a residency, not a tour. Um, and we're back. Uh, so they're, they're at the sphere, but yeah, overall mixed opinions. Um, how, how are you feeling, Dean? I'm, I'm excited. I mean, the sphere just, I've been there personally. Yeah. I know that you have, um, so I'm excited to go to the Sphere. I'm seeing fish at the Sphere, um, before Den and Company. But how how I see it is, it's not necessarily about the Sphere at this point for me. It's just if this is the only way to see Den and Co, like, then so be it. You know, like it's not that far from us. Like, yeah, guess we're gonna have to hit the road a little bit. But if that's the only way to see Den and Company play, like, I guess we have to deal with it. And if the ticket prices are that high i mean we just kind of are stuck with it you know i know a lot of i saw a few comments that said uh on their post it said the music never stops and a lot of people were commenting the cash grab never stops (laughs) they're always gonna keep taking our money but i mean if if that's the only way we can see them i mean oh you could probably i mean i'd like to go to some shows but yeah, yeah we'll see what happens no, it brings up a good point that at face value, the ticket prices aren't actually entirely outlandish. Uh, the cheapest tickets are $145, which not the worst. Um, I mean, it goes up from there, but like I was seeing them at the forum. I think the tickets were like 130 at the very cheapest. Yeah. That being said, seeing them at like Folsom Field was like 90 bucks, So I could get three shows at Folsom Field for cheaper than... Uh, two shows at the sphere but then again it is also the state of the art brand spanking new venue so it's i mean that's a big deal in of in and of itself you know was that yes they are indeed doing it at the sphere um but yeah i guess the worry is that like you know the the 145 ones are there are very few of them not a ton and then after that it's like 200 300 400 which is like when it gets to be really tough. 
And I mean, also the fact that they're just doing it in one location does make it harder, you know, for for other folks to like see this band that they love. I mean, we're we're pretty lucky by being in Southern California, but you know, even if you're in Northern California, that's a much bigger difference than being uh, in Southern California or almost anywhere else in the country or the world. It's kind of an ordeal to travel, whereas you would get a tour where they would travel to you. Yeah, definitely. I know a lot of things I'm seeing on Reddit, people are like, have fun, guys. I'm not dealing with that. Like, I'm not traveling out or, like, dealing with the sphere, dealing with, you know, the the ticket pricing. But, I mean, it does sound fun. It does sound pretty cool. I'm interested to see what uh, they can do with all the the sphere graphics. Uh, I know I've seen a lot of memes about a Jerry hologram. (laughs) So, you know, we'll see what happens. But, yeah. No, you... You bring up a good point of, like, the sphere and the graphics. I mean, no Dead & Co. show has been overly reliant on graphics, and I don't think any Grateful Dead show really has or was at any point. So that's interesting because while these concerts in particular weren't ever very reliant on graphics, art, and especially just in the Grateful Dead community, is probably larger than any other band community in existence like art is such a big deal in the grateful deads community so there is that aspect to it where it's like okay well this is a big opportunity for artists um to like display their work here at the sphere which has always been something the grateful dead have been a huge like pusher of and uh has been really integral to their just their community and their identity as a band So that's interesting, but I mean, if we're looking solely at dead concerts, I I think in general, their music is better suited for outdoors, but also just the nature of the sphere, I don't think really theoretically fits with the band, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be pretty interesting just to see what they end up doing. Exactly, because like, where's somebody like, a band like Fish, right? That's kind of, I mean, I don't think jam bands, like they definitely don't come to mind in terms of like the sphere, whereas you 2 at the sphere, very obvious choice because it's a very well thought out, high production show. Jam bands tend to be the exact opposite. So it's interesting that they follow up U2 with two, the two biggest jam bands at the sphere. But Fish seemed a little more in character. They've known to do some big productions, especially at Madison Square Garden for like the New Year's and Halloween shows. So that's really interesting. Um, but yeah, the the real the real thing that the Sphere is the massive screen, and like visuals on a screen have never been huge at Dead shows. So it will be interesting to see where they go with that. But like you said, when when I did see you two at the Sphere, it was interesting because there wasn't a very big lighting rig, and there wasn't like a real emphasis on you know, like lights over the crowd, which I feel like that is normally where the dead uh, emphasis comes in is on the lighting. And even that, it's not like over the top, but it is, it is big. So I'll be curious to see how they, how they employ that. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm trying to, as you're talking about that, I'm picturing kind of what their graphics could be if we we're going to see some big Bertha people just like looking at you or some <laughs> yeah. bear, some bears dancing around i don't yeah. really know but i'm, I'm very interested to, to see what they they end up doing 
during the drum section i hope that they blow up the drum set like really huge on the screen and like it'll like i want to see the drum rig up close because i think that's that's something that's always cool but um yeah i don't know just kind of the nature again of the sphere and the venue it it seems like it could like it could play to the detriment of a true improvisatory show um and the fact that it just has to be more planned out in order to pull off and that's kind of the opposite of the dead's vibe you know like the dead yeah. they're full-on improvisation so it's really interesting that and in the official announcement i thought it was also really interesting how it said like each weekend like there will be unique set lists for or each show like in each weekend or whatever but the way sorry my wording of that was not as it was exactly put out but the way that I interpreted it was that if you go to a weekend, like you're going to get a no repeat show, but maybe the shows are the exact same weekend over weekend. So like, are they just going to play the same set every Thursday and switch up the set and then play that set every Friday? Like are all the weekends going to be the same? So that's, and yeah, just the wording of it was very, it wasn't very straightforward. So that was my maybe interpretation of it but it could also be like they just do a new show each time but i was kind of like if they are doing a new show each time they would just say each night will have a unique set list instead of like the separator from the weekend so that was that was definitely interesting yeah i missed that i didn't see that but just based on what you said that really makes me question it and i mean just based on my knowledge i assume the dead have never repeated weekend after weekend after weekend set list you know yeah yeah so it's that's that's definitely kind of weird um and then also just thinking about the fan experience at a normal dead show versus what it would be like in the sphere like the sphere is on the vegas strip uh so it seems like it would be really weird like where's shakedown gonna be (laughs) you know that's everybody's gonna be like where's shakedown but uh legitimately you know, I I love dead shows because it almost feels like the deadheads are taking over the city, like especially seeing them in Boulder and especially the Gorge. But anytime you go to a dead show, you know, you roll in and it, there's no mistaking like that's a dead show when you see uh, the parking lot set up. For those of you that do not know, there's a big culture around Grateful Dead parking lots uh, with a bunch of vendors. It's pretty much like a like a hippie swap meet. Um, but yeah so that'll be interesting and then just the atmosphere inside the show i think one of the best parts about a dead show is you're dancing with everyone and it's just like this big collective thing and i don't know how they're gonna pull that off at the sphere because there's not a ton of room and it's super steep so like all of these old wicks i'm scared about them like flying over the rails (laughs) yeah i didn't think about the dancing part either it's it's not that much space no, it's not that much space, and it is really steep. Like, it almost mm. discourages dancing, I would say. Uh-oh. that So far, that doesn't sound very ideal. Yeah, so it just it doesn't seem ideal for a dead show. But then, like you said, and I think for a lot of people, it's still about seeing the sphere. Or for some people, it might be about seeing the dead at the sphere. But I'm in your boat where, for me, it's about seeing the dead 
and it happens to be at the sphere right but like if the dead were exactly. playing in chicago i would want to go to chicago if they're playing in new york i would want to go to new york if they're playing in san francisco i'd want to be in san francisco so it's about going where where the music takes you very nicely worded and i'm with y'all i'll go wherever the music takes us we'll, we'll see what happens but but yeah so it's it's big stuff yeah. i i definitely yeah. Yeah, I'll just be curious to see how it goes down, but the the possibility of having repeating set lists each weekend is kind of unappealing. Yeah, that because there's there's gonna be some people, I don't know how many with these ticket prices, but there's gonna be people that are gonna go to plenty of weekends. You know, dude, they're gonna get all and eighteen shows. See, yeah, yeah, and they're, they're just gonna, gonna see camp the same out Vegas. thing each time. Yeah. yeah so almost it, the opposite of yeah what like a normal dead experience would be but uh i think the next topic yeah. that's been on both of our minds are uh the teases the teasers put out by the band goose uh this yes. week very exciting dean what are your thoughts on all of these like minute two minute snippets yeah so yeah goose like harry just said They've been posting these, like, little snippets, but they're not even that little. They're, like, a minute long. Like, they low-key give a lot of stuff. And there's no words, just jamming, just music. And they've put out, like, five. So, in my opinion, I don't think it's an album. I think if it is an album, they've given us so much of the album already. Yeah. You know? But it's super interesting. They haven't really given... I don't think any of them have captions. They've posted one thing, nothing with words, but they posted one thing that had the date February 6th. So I assume that's when we'll get an announcement. Is that announcement going to be a new album, a new compilation album of jams? Is it going to be the new drummer announcement? Tour. We'll just have to wait and see. A tour? Any, it, like, like, are they going to, yeah. who knows, a fashion uh, I don't Line. Even know yeah. what I'm saying, but it, yeah, exactly. It could be anything. Who, who really knows? But yeah, these jams they've been posting, they've gotten some interesting uh, reviews from people, to say the least. But yeah, no, it's it's definitely interesting because we know that they hit the studio with Ben before they broke up, and this doesn't sound like it. It sounds like there's one drummer, which really does make me wonder: could it be Jeff? You know, on the kit. Um, yeah. which is interesting, which would kind of also maybe go against there being a new drummer, but maybe it is a new drummer. Maybe this is just what they've been recording with him on the time off. And it's like, hey, we, we just want to post, you know, some of the new stuff that we've been jamming out with the new dude, maybe, and then maybe a tour with it or who the new guy is. Or maybe, like you said, that they will be releasing like a TED Tapes, another TED Tapes, which is also an interesting thought because this one seems a way more upbeat than the last TED Tapes. Last TED Tapes was really mellow. So if it is TED Tapes, which is like instrumentals, jamming goose, basically, uh, I'll, I'll be curious, yeah, to see what what and where that goes. But it definitely doesn't sound like Ben. Um, so it's interesting that they already are like promoting this material when he has been out of the band for a bit over a month not a ton of time to to do that so oh yeah i'll be curious yeah. to see but 
what I really want is a new album. Like we need the we need Definitely. the mu- new music. I think they need to you know have the new music out there to promote and like you know they need to re- be releasing some singles and and trying to promote themselves more and uh, you know get themselves heard on a wider audience. So I I don't think that this is gonna do it. But yeah, we we yeah. want the new album. Yeah, honestly, like I kind of hope it's not a tour. I kind of hope. Like, if it is a TED Tapes, that's awesome. With the new drummer, be like, hey, this is kind of what we're capable of at the moment. I hope that, like, they, because they toured for, like, a year straight, was it? Something like that? It's, like, two years. I mean, they've been two pretty years, much just like, touring since COVID. Yeah, yeah. So. But I think, I think it wouldn't hurt if they, if they took a season break, whether I mean, that it be looks, spring, just take It looks break. like they're taking off spring. I think, I think spring's out of the question. Because uh, it's already January, but yeah, I agree. Nothing till summer at the latest, which is what it looks like. They've got two festival dates on the books, and that looks like when they'll be back is late May. I, oh, think, I hope yeah. they, they take that time to make some new studio Exactly. I, th- I think that would just be nice. Um, And who knows, like, I think what's what's interesting is uh, when Goose, they, they take songs that they've been playing live and they'll make a studio version of it. For example, when they released Elizabeth, the studio version, like that had they've been playing that for so long before. Yeah. So or, I'd, yeah, I mean they've got an arsenal of songs stored up. But yeah. Yeah. They they've so been I doing think that. It'd be interesting. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see what live songs they do studio versions of, like a a studio animal or something. That like, should be the single. That would be very. That's, dude, like that would be Lead awesome. Single. That would be really. That would cool. be nuts. Yeah. Yeah, that, that no. would get a lot of people excited for a new album. Right? For sure. And don't you think that that would have potential to get significant airtime outside of the jam band scene exclusively? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's been a big one. So uh, stay tuned because February 6th, there should be an announcement. But yeah, the next one that I've got here is uh, Pearl Jam premieres a new completed unreleased album at a listening party in L.A., this was just last night. Uh, they have been very clear that they've been hitting the studio, and the album's been done, apparently, for a very long time, like the final product. And they just premiered that to a lucky audience, I believe, at the Troubadour in West Hollywood. And yeah, uh, the album's produced by Andrew Watt. It was recorded at Rick Rubin's Shangri-La studio, I think, which is in Malibu. Um, but I'm, I'm just very curious because Andrew Watt also produced the new Stones album, Hackney Diamonds, and, uh, leading up to its release, there's a lot of hype, like, oh, this is, you know, Watt's gotten the best out of the Stones in years, like, they sound so fresh, so new, but, like, they really sound authentic to themselves, and really, like, this, this is their best album since Tattoo You, like, over 40 years, and I listened to it, and I thought it was garbage, so I, I hope the same <laughs> won't be said for Pearl Jam. And yeah, it's interesting because Pearl Jam's like really stuck to one producer for most of their career, not their entire career, but Brendan O'Brien's been their big guy. So to have Watt, um, who did release or receive a lot of praise after Hackney Diamonds, which I think is completely undeserved, uh, I'm a little worried to say the least for... Uh, this Pearl Jam album, but it should be coming out soon. I mean, if if they just had a listening party, 
we know that a tour is in in the plans. I think I've been seeing like West Coast over spring and stuff around May, uh, and then Europe over summer and then back to like east coast over fall i think are the rumors so yeah keep your eyes peeled and then uh the joni jam is another thing i want to talk about which uh is joni mitchell she is doing another public concert uh like booked as her with brandy carlisle helping her out at the hollywood bowl she just announced a second night after the overwhelming demand for the first and, I mean, it's a big deal that she's back out there considering uh, all the extreme health problems she had, pretty much having to relearn how to sing and speak. And, you know, she's, she's just had a very difficult time uh, since 2015. So I think it's her first show in L.A. in almost 25 years. Um, the Gorge last year was, like, her first booked a full concert. So... It'll be really, really interesting. I saw her come out at Brandy Carlisle's show at the Hollywood Bowl in October, which is when the concert's scheduled for this year. Uh, but I saw that last year, and that was that was a really exciting moment. But Joni didn't seem in great condition. So in order for her to put on a full show, booked as her, um, yeah, there's probably a lot of work that she'll have to put in just because, yeah, to be booking shows as herself uh, requires requires effort and work not to say that she hasn't put that in but uh in order for you know it to be quality uh to put out there it's it's definitely it'll probably take a little bit more than uh, what she did at the hollywood bowl moving on to our next topic we've got some not so positive news about the band max saturn yeah max saturn's like they're a young on the up detroit rock band uh Kind of, kind of pop rock, but I think their roots are uh, just pretty rock and roll. I've actually seen them, and uh, yeah, they're they're kind of making waves as uh, like a new a newer rock band, and they just released their first ever album on Friday. But but some very like horrible things came out about. I think it was their keys player. I want to yes. say yes, yeah, their who was a, a newer member in the band. Uh, he wasn't an original member, a newer member, kind of, that they, they brought in for this album, it sounded like. And, yeah, they're promoting this album like crazy. I've seen this album cover for so long. Uh, and it has singles on the album that have been out for years. The first album, debut album. And the day they announced, or the day the album came out, some really bad allegations came out about their newest member and it ended up being that they were true and he was kicked out of the band all on the day oh and arrested by the fbi right yeah on a child pornography account so terrible stuff um horrible yeah Yeah. but since yeah he's out of the band uh, he's removed from the album cover along with their bassist, which yeah haven't been able to figure out why. But fully new album cover with both the keys player, the guy who was arrested, and the bassist uh, cropped out. And uh, yeah, they canceled. That's not, their, yeah, they canceled their tour promoting their first album. I think 
this might wow. be their first ever headlining tour, or if not, uh, wow, like they're by far their biggest tour to date. So, really unfortunate stuff for them. That's horrible. But, and yeah, you know the the album's called called Hard to Sell, which <laughs> the name is just super ironic now because, like. The day it came out, you're looking up Max Saturn. You're not finding the album as the first thing, you know. You're seeing all these like, like horrible things about one of the members. Like, yeah, the album's gonna be hard to sell. And <laughs> that it's just super unfortunate for them. Like, honestly, like to move forward from this, like, like do you, what do you think that they can do to fix their like image? I know it's not. Like, those people, it was just that one that they removed, but, like, what, like, can they move forward from this? Do they have to change their band name and start over, or what do you think? I think that to even sort of have the glimmer of um, being in the public eye, that they can't, they can't just fully rebrand, like, that would almost be starting over, and to be at the point of where they've gotten, uh, I don't think that they can fully start over. I mean, they obviously took the right steps by by kicking the keyboardist out. And uh, yeah, but now it seems like they're short two band members uh, since the bassist is also gone from the album cover uh, without any sort of real announcement on what happened to him. As we said, the biggest tour has been canceled for them. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm guessing that this is just going to be a regroup time for them, but I think that the best thing that they can do is just follow it up by putting more stuff out, like clear the name first. A lot of bands would probably wait this out. I think it would be smarter to release another album without uh, without these guys, you know, and regroup as a band. I mean, it's going to be hard to, obviously that puts a lot of pressure on writing, recording, mixing, whatever rolling out and releasing a new album but i think that's better to just immediately follow it up with more news that's solely focused on the music than anything because you know i'm guessing that that would the cp cases and whatnot that like probably severely affected the ticket sales and whatnot uh and nobody's gonna be wanting to go see them but i think the best thing that they can do is just get some new music maybe even an ep out as soon as they can, just to sort of clear the name and make it about the music again, then maybe try and following up that with a tour, try try to maybe open for someone. I don't know, but it's brutal and it could be career ending. Honestly, yeah, and like they've they've been they've been building themselves up for so long, you yeah, know? and then to to bring in a new member that has that, and then who's like. He was in the band, but, like, wasn't in the band for majority of their, their rise, you know? Yeah, not an integral like, player in the band. <laughs> no, just not to really, ruin yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, that's... It's super unfortunate. It's awful, but... Uh, moving on to some more exciting news. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fish After Party acts for the Sphere uh, After Party shows in Las Vegas were announced... I believe it's at the House of Blues in Las Vegas. Now, Dean is going to the Sphere to see Fish on Sunday night, uh, or on the Sunday night show, which is, I believe, April 20... Is it April 21st? First. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And uh, Got Dean... super duper lucky in yeah. the 
in the Ticketmaster stuff. Don't even know how it happened, but yeah. He, he will be here to report back, but Dina, I, I also think that you should go to this after-party show. Uh, do you know who it is? I don't. Do you, do you, okay, you've recently talked about, in fact, like very recently, talked about wanting to see this act. Do you have any Ooh. ideas on who it might be? Yeah, uh, dogs will file. No, no, it's not dogs. That'd be good. Huh. Better. Not dogs. Better. Better th- Whoa, hold up. Better <laughs> than dogs. Yeah. Uh. Better than dogs, but is uh, it's not goose. No, no, no. Okay, so it's in between dogs and goose. Mm, debatably. D- okay, it's. I want to guess pigeons. No. Not pigeons playing ping pong either. But it's someone I'd mentioned I wanted to see. You mentioned that you really want to see her live. Her. Her. Casey Musgraves. <laughs> um, huh. Is it is it that one person that we talked about in the Tiny Desk episode? No. Wait. No? No, I don't think so. No. We did oh. we did mention her in a different episode though. We've mentioned her in an episode? Yeah, she's known to frequent playing pools. LPGOP? <laughs> yes, sir. No way! Oh my goodness! Dude, you've gotta go. You've gotta go. Dude! No way! Oh my gosh! For those of you who are not familiar with Miss GOB's body of work, she is like an EDM house party, like DJ act. Uh, but she's become known for like remixing dead albums and having a lot of collabs with the jam band scene as well as making her own music it's actually not bad like her own albums i'm not a fan of the remixes uh personally but you know it's interesting it's very different so she's she's i don't know her name pops up everywhere so it's kind of funny but it is lpgob and i think that you have to go honestly just to give us a report dude that would be so cool. And that's funny because we were just talking about we were, her, I want to say, like, yesterday. Literally yesterday we were texting about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I had the idea I told Harry where I said her concerts would be, like, really cool at, like, Sky Zones. Like, Dojo trampoline Boom. parks. Yeah. Yeah. Where, like, because she did, she did a, a set at Dead Ahead where all her people were in the pool, like, in a pool there. And, like, I just feel like at her concerts, because she's not singing, like, she's technically doing all the mixing live and stuff, but, like, you can't really necessarily see it. So, like, I feel like it's a cool concert, but I feel like, I mean, this could, an unpopular opinion for, like, I don't know if that's EDM or house music, just I'm, I'm not the guy to talk about these things, but I feel like at those kind of concerts, it would be cool to, like, have them at, like, a trampoline park where something you can, like do you know i mean like you could dance at her like regular concerts but i feel like having one of those shows at like a trampoline park would just be like elevated and like one of the coolest things ever. literally literally elevated uh but well yeah. even though it's not at uh sky zone i think i think you still have to go dude i would i would love to hear um, the review yeah i definitely l- will look into that i can't promise it um 
Yeah, but dude, that that's really cool. I should honestly skip Dead Co. at the Sphere, skip Fish at the Sphere, and just hit that three night run of LPGOE after parties. I'll save like I... I'll save like three hundred dollars <laughs> minimum if I were to do all three nights of Dead. Yeah, no, but I think it'd be worth it. But I'll, the, I'll, the... yeah. I'm definitely looking into this. Yeah, yeah. Well, the last piece of music news is very sad uh, for me, but the Talking Heads uh, reject an $80 million offer to reunite from Live Nation. And so this would have involved just playing six to eight, like, festival headlining slots, and they turned it down. And, I mean, it's tough because they are old. They're in their 70s. But, like, they are so freaking good and one of my favorite bands. Uh, So really kind of devastating for me who, you know, it pretty much squashes any dream I have of seeing them. But it's debatable as to the quality of the concert just because Chris France and Tina Weymouth, I don't know if they can keep up with where Jerry Harrison and uh, David Byrne are still at. And, yeah, it's just interesting. So maybe, you know... Maybe David rejected it for the sake and quality of the music. Maybe Tina and Chris rejected it because they hate David Byrne. Maybe just none of them wanted to do it. I don't know. Uh, So that's interesting. And Coachella also tried to get them to reunite for a a festival headlining slot, and they turned it down. Also, I'm guessing for a very hefty sum. So very interesting. And on the same day, uh, to make matters worse, there is a new... Uh, tribute album for Stop Making Sense, their critically acclaimed concert film, which was just re-released last year. One of the best concert films of all time. So a tribute album for it where uh, one like artist will do a song, uh, each of the songs that appear in the concert film. And the selections, it's a horrific track list. Like Paramore, The National, Lord, Miley Cyrus. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like that's outrageous like no fish like fish like they they kill the talking head stuff their cover of cities i mean they covered remain in light front to back for a halloween show uh they they continually kill it but to be pulling on miley cyrus and paramore instead of you know like these epic funk bands that are actually capable of doing justice to these covers or even more interesting approaches to Talking Heads covers. Like I saw the Smashing Pumpkins do it. Very heavy, kind of avant-garde, but still does it justice. Paramore, are you fucking kidding me? Like it's brutal and it was honestly slightly enraging. So uh, it's it's just dirt in the wound, salt in the wound. But yeah, really unfortunate stuff there. Yeah, that's, that's lame. I don't know how you wouldn't add cities, honestly. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> what yeah, what can you do? Cross item painless, like yeah, it's 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 brutal. But whatever, whatever, it's gonna suck. But it's it's happening, and the reunion isn't. So if you're a Talking Heads fan, it's a bad day to be alive. <laughs> yeah, I I hope you can maybe have other good things going on in your life, and that everything's not ruined and. <laughs> you know, I'll tell the Talking Heads fans out there, you know, I hope you guys find a dollar on the ground or something, you know. 
uh, I appreciate that team. No, not not all is ruined, but in terms of that sphere of music, uh, all is ruined. Yeah. But speaking of spheres, Dead & Co. at the sphere, it's going to be interesting to say the least. I'm sure, I mean, it's the dead. It's going to be good for sure. Yeah. It's going to be worth going. Will it live up to my 20 other times seeing the dead and, you know, all of these other deadheads expectations that will be determined. But yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. And uh, this has been a week in a week in music.